0: Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rock podcast. I am back with Mark Hancock and we're talking about raising our boys to be godly men. Well, maybe raising your boys to be godly men because I don't have boys. I only have girls and I only understand girls, <laughs> but I do have a husband and uh, he is a manly man and he is a godly man and I'm so thankful for that. Um, so if you have boys, this is great for you. If you don't have boys, this is a fantastic episode to listen to as well, because this is what you want to be looking for in your girls' future spouses, right? And we, my husband and I talk about that all the time. You know, What is it that we're looking for? And we talk about this with our girls as well, of course. You know, What do we look for in a godly man? And so we're talking more about that today. But before we get back into it, I wanna say thank you to our sponsor, BJU Press Homeschool. If you guys want help managing your homeschool on a day-to-day basis, BJU Press has a homeschool hub that can simplify things for you. You'll be able to see your child's workload, document grades, modify schedules, and more. The BJU Press Homeschool Hub is the resource you need for painless planning and happy homeschooling. Visit BJUPresshomeschool.com to see how the hub can change your homeschooling. Well, Mark, welcome back. Um, I, I'm loving this conversation, and it's so much fun for me to talk about boys and 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 you know. What do we do with them? I mean, they're so foreign to me, but they're so much fun. And boys make me laugh. I I, I think they're they're the little ones are so cute and silly, and then they grow into these super awkward and sometimes annoying. Um, <laughs> though girls are super awkward and can sometimes be annoying too, but <laughs> I think boys are awkward and annoying in a different way once they get into those middle school years. And I then are. it's so funny because those high school years they get into the like I'm super cool phase. And it's just really fun to see the transition of these boys and them figuring out who they are, who they are in Christ, who they are as men, and discovering how God created them and what he created them for. And I think that's one of the most important things for us to teach our boys is, why are you here? Why do you even exist in this world, right? Because they need to have a purpose. Um, And so we're talking about this proven process to raise them on Monday, you talked about um, how boys are unguided. And we talked about, um, you know, some one in four boys are being raised by single moms and just the importance of having male role models. And I think not even just for those who come from single mom homes, but even when they have a good, strong Christian foundation at home, they have a mom and dad who love them, who are raising them. There's something about other other people coming alongside of them, other godly men coming alongside them and encouraging them and inspiring them and teaching them about Jesus. Um, and so I want to keep talking through this process. Um, the next one you said was that boys are ungrounded. Talk about the problem of them being ungrounded and why why is this an issue for them?
1: Yeah, well, thanks for asking. It's great to be back. I, you know, in our culture today, it's so confusing, particularly for kids and we've identified this challenge for boys is that they're ungrounded. You know, 58% of Americans no longer believe that the Bible is a source for moral, moral authority. And that's the world that these boys are being raised in. And boys in particular like to know that there's boundaries. Well, how can you even explain to a boy the difference between right and wrong if you don't have a foundation for truth? And so it's very difficult for boys. And that's why they're kind of mixed up in the society that has so many confusing messages. You know, the things that we've done over the last couple generations, decisions we've made as adults to, uh, around a uh, definition of marriage or what we do with babies before they're born or or any of these things are so confusing for kids. We can kind of metabolize it because we can reach back to a time and understand you know, uh, the, the foundational essentials. But these boys are being raised in a society where there's so many uh, awkward issues that we're dealing with and they're, they're being raised in that place. They want to know that there's truth. They want to know that there's a foundation, something they can stand on. They function better when the rules are really clear and when the lines are drawn. As much as it looks like they want to push boundaries, they want to push boundaries because they want to make sure it isn't going to move. And we have so, so few boundaries uh, that, that stay, stay firm. And so Trail of USA, the Word of God is our foundation. And, and, and we declare that. It runs through all of our materials because the boys need to know right and wrong and that it's based on these biblical principles that are, that are true for all of eternity. You know, I recently, at a troop in South Carolina. A boy came and he was disruptive. And he was real challenged. His parents had just dropped him off. And the troop master really was challenged by his behavior and what to do with him, but they, they loved on him and they helped the best they could to make him feel apart. And a few weeks later, he got a call from the mom who said, you know, I have a problem. And he said, well, what's the problem? He said, well, she said, Jimmy is praying at home. And the troop master said, okay, why is this a problem? She says, you don't understand. She said, we don't pray at home, <laughs> but we would like to. Can my husband and I attend the troop with Jimmy and learn how to pray? Well, that's wow. crazy. There was a family that was just looking. This boy was just looking for a foundation. When they provided him some solid gu- guidelines and boundaries, which he wasn't getting anywhere else, um, not only did it change him, but the parents came in, and two weeks later, that whole family was baptized in the front wow. of that church, a charter that troop, because people are hungry for boundaries in this crazy world. And so here's this little boy, this little kind of broken, little confused little boy looking for some foundations, looking for some truths, and he found them in the in the biblical foundations of Trail Life USA. Now, you can set these boundaries anywhere. If you're leading a co-op or Sunday school, or whatever, boys are looking for firm boundaries that they can push up against that they know will not move.
0: Wow. On a side note, really quickly, you mentioned that um, the church was chartering That specific troop. Talk about that for a minute, because I know that that's one of trail life. And I think American Heritage Girls as well is that they have to be sponsored by a church or some sort of a Christian, you know, uh, umbrella, right? Yeah.
1: They're not just sponsored. I mean, they're, they're owned by that, by that church. And we have a few homeschool co-ops across the country. They have to be mm-hmm. a legal organization as a Christian statement of faith that agrees with ours and agrees with yeah. some of our other uh, uh, principles around. We call it our statement of faith and our statement of values that talk about the definition of marriage and those sorts of things. And so they charter that troop and they own that troop. And uh, we, we provide the materials and the training and the insurance and everything that they need to, to function that troop. But it's, but it's their troop. And so we don't see that church as just the place where the, the troop meets, like they give them a room in the basement or something. Uh, we see Trail Life as an outreach of that local church. And the churches that embrace that, the churches that understand this is like our children's ministry. This is like our youth. This is like our, our worship, our choir, whatever. This is an outreach of our church. this is part of our church. Um, then those churches are growing. Because Trail Life, uh, you can invite a boy for forever to come to sunny school, and he may or may not. But if you invite him to go uh, whitewater rafting or ziplining or bouldering or hiking or camping, that boy shows up. And In fact, what we're seeing over and over again is that unchurched boy joins the troop, and then that unchurched family joins the church. So a Trail Life troop in a local church is an outreach to the community, and we see dozens of families who come to that troop who didn't start out as members of that church, but they become members.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Do you see that most boys are coming into trail life from the early age, you know, those kindergarten, first, second grade years, or do more of them come in when they see more of the need into the middle school and high school years?
1: Yeah, well, it's all, you know, we start in kindergarten, go all the way through high school. Um, so people can enter at any point. In fact, this weekend, I gave a Freedom Award to a boy who joined when he was in high school. And so wow. that is quite an endeavor for him to achieve our, our highest award just within a few years in trail life. That's a young man who worked really, really hard to get that. So you can join at any point and get value from it. Most of the, our program peaks in terms of membership right around 11, 12 years old. But those are boys who started with us, uh, you know, we, we're we're coming up on ten years old. Those are boys who started us when they were five years old, and and that's where we're seeing kind of that that growth go. It gets older and older every year as those boys who started with us in kindergarten and uh, are are coming up through the program.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. Um, so you were talking before about uh, just these boys being ungrounded and them needing to have boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many of them, I mean, they just don't have a moral compass. It's so scary the world in which we live and these. You know, so oftentimes kids are just they're wandering. They don't even know what direction to go. And um, and so I I love that trail life is really helping them to have that moral compass and and teach them like here is the way of God, here's what the Bible says, Mm -hmm. and we're gonna help you get there, not just go this direction and good luck to you, give them a pat on the back and send them on their way. Mm -hmm. But you are truly helping to guide these boys into. A relationship with the Lord and into becoming godly husbands, Mm. godly fathers, godly citizens, all of those things. And so uh, so we're going to continue talking about this. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC Math, and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their Creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at apologia.com. We are back with Mark. Um, All right, so we've talked about, we're talking about the proven process for growing godly boys, or growing boys into godly men, which Mm -hmm. is the same as growing godly boys, right? Yes. (laughs) Um, We've talked about how they are unguided. That's the problem. The next problem is that they're ungrounded. Uh, the next problem is that they are unappreciated. And I think this is such a big one um, for boys, unappreciated and uninspired. Uh, but let's first talk about unappreciated.
1: Sure. We're there in a culture where uh, we're, we're kind of discounting that there's differences between boys and girls. And there just are. Any parent of a boy and a girl knows that they just come out different. In fact, studies in the womb tell us that a boy in the womb behaves differently to stimuli than a girl in the womb. It's just, just different. God has, God has made them that way. And so if we're not appreciating those differences, we tend to treat them like one size fits all. And that's just really hard for boys. You know, that whole sit-still, be quiet, pay attention thing um, doesn't come so naturally for boys. And because they are they are built uh for for movement. And and we talk about that more in the in the book, Let Boys Do Boys. We talk about some of these psychological, uh, physical, sociological, developmental differences between boys and girls, but they're huge, the differences between boys and girls. And so we put boys in environments that are pretty much designed for girls, sit still, be quiet, pay attention. And then when they don't do those things, we somehow, you know, we label them as like defective girls. Like, you know, why can't you sit still like Susie? And uh, because, because I'm not wired to sit still like Susie, right. I'm different than, I'm not a Susie. You know, I'm trying to tell you in every way in the world that I'm not one of those, I'm something different. But our, our educational systems, even our churches, some of our systems are, are lean towards that sit still, be quiet, pay attention thing, which is mm-hmm. just not the best environment for boys to learn. You know, like I said, we homeschooled our two boys. I remember all, my wife and I, when we moved towards homeschooling, the the school system was having a surplus sale and we went and we bought two desks and I took them <laughs> home and I sanded them and painted them and was, we were going to do the school thing. I don't think my son's ever sat in those desks ever. <laughs> you know, they learned hanging over the couch backwards or under the yep. table with a dog on their head or whatever. You know, boys, <laughs> boys boys need that movement, they need that motion. But in a classroom, they're declared somehow deficient or defective or, or ADHD or whatever when they're simply being boys. And so we've got to appreciate that there are actually actual differences. I mean, follow the science. There are actual differences between boys and girls, and we keep putting them in environments that they're already set up to fail. So we have to appreciate those differences and give them a different experience than what we're giving the girls.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and and girls too, I will say, you know, girls need to move and do things, Uh maybe not flip upside down on the couch, but even my girls, when we sit and you know have our Morning time where we're reading together and stuff, they usually have something in their yeah. hands, or at least, you know, yeah. drawing, or, you know, yeah. my, my younger daughter likes to, you know, fidget with little things and, um, or they're folding laundry. That's one of the best things. <laughs> like, okay, girls, here's the pile of towels. Here's Go do exercise. it while I read. Yeah, it's great for them. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's so true. Boys are so different. I know that you talk about how boys underperform at girls pretty much at every level academically. Um, and specifically in course subjects. Why, Why do you think that is? I want to park there for a little bit because it kind of goes along with what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, and it's really shocking when you begin to dig into this stuff, but boys are falling behind, not in just some, but in every single academic category. Mm-hmm. Boys used to lead in the STEM subjects, and so we, we altered our curriculum and the way that we deliver it to help girls, but we didn't pay attention to the fact that boys were lagging in language and social skills. So we didn't fix that for boys, but we fixed the science and technology subjects for girls. So now girls lead in every category, wow. because the way that we teach them is the way that girls learn. And uh, you know, we've got to correct that for boys. And We have to give them opportunity to learn the way that's that that's easier for them. And developmentally, they just develop more slowly. Their brains just develop slowly. Uh, emotionally, uh, they develop more slowly. There is a point where boys begin to intellectually uh, catch up and even go beyond girls. And that's what we used to see in high school. You would see boys were suddenly the ones who were smart. You know, they're the ones who are the math students and the science students. All this that just isn't the case anymore um, because it isn't being delivered to them in a way that that that, that is helpful for them. The girls are leading in all of those categories, and uh, just continue Now there's more girls going to college than boys. It's been totally flopped that number. I think it was. I think it's sixty forty the percentage now. And that totally flopped from from 1960 when they when they counted that. And uh, so so we're seeing we're seeing girls doing really well, which we're thrilled with. They needed that help in those areas, but we're doing it, uh, the boys are paying the price for it. And that's just really, that's just really sad. It doesn't have to be that way. We can, we can do learning in such a way that helps everybody.
0: Sure. So it, I mean, it might be too early to tell this statistically, um, since trail life's only been around for about 10 years, but are you, are you seeing any difference in the boys who are coming out of trail life and have been involved in the organization for so many years Performing better academically than those who are not. You yeah, have you're a right. We're not, on that?
1: we're not able to really, really track that in a way that I would say I'm confident that we can say this. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you that we have the things in place, and there's anecdotal evidence. I'm talking about like this weekend I spent with those 600 guys, father after father coming up and saying, "Thank you so much for Trail Life. It's, this has done this for my son, or it's done that for my son." So, anecdotally, it's there. But I wouldn't want to try to make up some statistics on on the right. work we're doing. But <laughs> but you got to say if you're delivering. Um, uh, developmental principles and character building principles and leadership principles to boys on a regular basis in an environment that they're, that they're engaging in, that has to, you can't help but have a positive effect on them.
0: Talk about boys being uninspired
1: yeah well you know we've had a generation of participation trophies and (laughs) and uh sports where you don't keep score you know boys uh where girls are relationship oriented boys tend to not be engaged in things where there isn't something at stake yeah and so you put them in a game where you're not keeping score and uh they play really hard and they come out and they say who won and you say oh well we don't we didn't keep track it's like why even try and that's the question that boys are asking is why even try because we're taking risk and competition out of their environment. Boys are built for risk and competition. You got two boys of five, five, six-year-old boys come up to you and, and want permission to go to the water fountain. You know, your yes is that starter's pistol firing. I mean, they turn <laughs> they turn it into a race. That They're just naturally wired that way. You didn't teach them that. That's not a social construct. You didn't take that infant and say, hey, I want you to be really competitive. And You know, if it was that easy, we would train boys in all kinds of things from birth. But that is in them. They are wired for risk and competition. And we remove that from their environment. I believe we're, we're raising a generation of, of, of unproductive narcissists. They're, mm. they're unproductive because we're not expecting enough from them and they're narcissists because we don't let them fail. We're afraid they were somehow gonna damage them emotionally if they lose. Well, losing is where boys learn empathy, empathy. If they can experience loss and have that feeling of loss, they can then imagine what it feels like for somebody else to lose. So it actually develops empathy in boys, but what we're doing is trying to shield them from these opportunities and it's taking the inspiration away from them. They're saying, why even try? You know, I, I worked so hard in that soccer game and, and I got the same trophy as everybody else. You know, next time, I'm just going to kind of take it easy. And that's why we have this failure to launch. You know, there's more young men living at home than have, than have ever lived at home since they started counting that in the 1960 census. And it's because this failure to launch kind of thing where boys, uh, you know, they go out, and they get, take, get their first job and they think they're going to get a participation check. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> you actually have to do the work there. And they get fired and they go home and they run back home to mom. Hey, you know. He fired me. You know, um, It just in then they just they just stay home. And where they do excel in an environment that does understand them is video games, because the video games give them risk and competition. They keep score. It's clear, clear goals. They get to lose and try harder and win and lose and try harder and win. That's the world that makes sense to boys. And that's why they're going there in droves. And then we criticize them for playing so many video games. So boys can't win for wherever it is that they're going. We have to give them opportunities that will inspire them that they, so they can be like the greatest generation. I like got off those boats on the beaches of Normandy in order to free the world of tyranny. You know, I mean, these, these sorts of things. We don't have these purpose uh, type things in front of boys anymore where they get to be attached to and identify with something bigger than they are. And 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 to do and to do great things, we tend to expect less from them. You know, in fact, we're failing this generation of boys not because we've over-challenged them, but because we're under-challenging them. And by not giving these opportunities or trusting them in them, we are saying to our boys, "We don't think you can do it. We don't think you can be brave. We don't think you can excel. We don't think you can win." And so we're going to protect you from the from from all of those things because we don't want them to happen to you and hurt your feelings. And it is not helping boys. And it's like you said, it certainly isn't helping girls either because you can look at our history and you see, a lot of what we've accomplished as a country is because of winning and focused men backed by and along with and with the strengths of winning and focused women. So this is not a value statement. It's a strength statement to say that there are certain strengths that boys have, and there's certain strengths that girls have, and we've got to appeal to those in order to to get the best outcomes.
0: Yeah. So what does Trail Life do specifically to provide those challenging opportunities for boys to feel like men and to, to feel inspired to become who they're to become?
1: Yeah, well, we give them opportunity for adventure in the outdoors. We have a robust awards program. You know, they start at five years old, they're working towards objectives. They don't get the award if they don't earn it. It's got to show up and get so, it.
0: So, give an example of that really quickly. I mean, my girls did American Heritage Girls, so of course, I'm familiar with those. But, but for those maybe who are not familiar with, how this works? Give yeah. an example of what that looks like. Yeah, we'll start in
1: kindergarten. We, the, the boys have have what they call branches. And those branches are seven seven areas that 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 they're learning and that they're growing. Everything from outdoor skills to values to citizenship to. Those, those sorts of things and, and science and, and, and uh, technology. So they're growing in those frontiers and they have assignments, they're learning things, they're working at things, they're doing things with their hands. And then as they get older in our Navigators Adventures program, which is middle school and, and high school program, uh, they're taking those things that they learned as a little guy and now they're applying them in the outdoors and they're exercising these skills. And so they're learning practical things about how to start a fire, but they're also learning about personal finances. We have a family man badge where they're learning what does it mean to be to lead a family. Where they're learning about things like resources and budgeting and and the values badges that so talks about um, a Christian worldview and and and, a, and how to understand our place in the in, in in the universe. And so these things they're learning, but they're they're getting these badges uh, along the way. And of course, our highest rank is the Freedom Award, which is which is an amazing award that these that these boys uh, achieve. And it's all challenging. It isn't easy. It isn't gimme. It isn't just show up and you get it. They're working at it. So they get the sense of achievement. And that creates a habit of I have to work at things in order to be rewarded, rather than those rewards are just gonna come if I just show up. So there's these subtle things that they're not getting anywhere else, but are so vital to the growth of boys into men. That they're learning if I work hard, if I fail, I if you know, if I if I take on a, a hike. And it's really, really hard for me, but I push through it and I make it, I can celebrate that. Well, they're going to encounter in life really, really hard things that they're going to have to push yep. through. And they understand, I forgot this experience. I've done hard things before and I know how it feels to stand on top of that mountain. So I'm going to push through this hard thing because I want to be back at the top. Powerful experiences for boys.
0: So great. I love it. Um, thank you, Mark, for sharing with us today. We're going to come back tomorrow. We're going to talk more about this. We have a couple more things to talk about and just some practical advice on how to help grow your boys into godly men, um, how we can help do that at home as well. So uh, tell us one more time where people can find out more about Trail Life USA.
1: Traillifeusa.com, two L's in the middle. You can find a troop in your area or you can find out how to start a troop.
0: Okay, great. And there there are the free downloads of the books, um, which are fantastic. Raising Godly Boys and Let Boys Be Boys. And then you've got the Raising Godly Boys Minute. Um, It's a one minute podcast. You guys have time for that. Everybody has a minute in their day (laughs) that they can listen to a podcast. So we'll put those links in the show notes. Uh, Mark, thank you for being with us again today. And you guys, thank you so much for watching or listening. If you are not following the Schoolhouse Rocked Ministry, you can sign up for our newsletter at SchoolhouseRocked.com and learn everything there is to know about it. And did you guys know, speaking of podcasts, that we have another podcast? You guys, most of you know that, I think, but it's the Homeschool Insights Podcast, and it's really just, uh, it's 10 minutes or less, and I think most of them are between like seven and nine minutes of homeschool encouragement. And so we're taking the best of our podcasts from you know recent to years past, um, parts of the movie, parts of Homegrown Generation, and we're putting those into just these 10-minute daily blasts um, of encouragement for you. So that's the Homeschool Insights Podcast. If you haven't checked it out, Find that wherever you find podcasts. And we also, um, you can find the YouTube channel for that as well. Have a great day. We'll see you guys back here tomorrow. Bye.
1: What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents